You're about to hear a sermon from Pastor Jeff Brewer, Senior Pastor of Freedom Life Church of God, located at 1001 Martin Creek Road in Henderson, North Carolina. Let's get a glimpse at what's coming up. If the devil can keep you leaning, one of the, if you lean far enough, you'll fall into One of the greatest examples of that is, is Lot. Lot, the nephew of Abraham, chose the fertile plains of Jordan. And the Bible says he dwelled in the cities of the plain, but he pitched his tent towards Sodom. He leaned towards Sodom. He didn't leave Abraham and move into Sodom and Gomorrah. He didn't really uh, intend to move into that wicked city. He's just leaning toward it. I hear a lot of people say, Pastor, I haven't done anything wrong, but you're leaning toward it. Pastor, I know I haven't been coming to church like this, but you're leaning. Uh, Pastor, I'm not doing that mess, but you're leaning toward it. And if you keep leaning, go fall into it so so as he leaned towards Sodom it began to lure him began to get his attention what's getting your attention today it can be innocent little stuff but if it gets your attention lures you away from God lures you away from the church got so much stuff to do you got no time for God you're leaning in the wrong direction and although it looks like there's nothing wrong with what you're leaning toward if you lean far enough you're gonna fall you're listening to Right Now Word with Pastor Jeff Brewer. Let's get right into this message. Let's look in our Bibles, Acts chapter 20, verses 7 through 12, as we talk about the danger of leaning the wrong way. I believe that God has a message, a word, and a challenge for every person in this place. Upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morning and continued his speech until midnight. Whoa, what a long-winded preacher, right? And there were many lights in the upper chamber where they gathered together. There sat a win- uh, in a window a certain young man named Eutychus being falling into a deep sleep. As Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep and fell from the third loft and was taken up dead. And Paul went down and fell on him, embracing him, said, trouble not yourself, for there's life in him. Paul in vain. Not only does he preach it, he demonstrates it. No wonder he said, I come not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but demonstration and in power. He said, devil, you want to show yourself? I'll show you what a mighty God can do. And he went down and prayed for it. God do we serve. He therefore was come up again and broken bread and eaten, talked along while kept on preaching. Didn't slow down and even till break of day, so he departed. And they brought the young man alive back to the church. I want to just let this sink in. Talk about the danger of leaning the wrong way. Let's pray. Heavenly Father. We serve a risen Savior, living God, that is here today to speak fresh word to us. We have come, God, with open ears and open hearts. Let your Holy Spirit do what we cannot do, what talent can't do, what ability cannot do. Let your Holy Ghost just touch hearts. Don't let one person leave here the way they came. Let them experience a right now word. 
and let that right now word do a great work in their life. In Jesus' name, and everybody shouts one more time. One of the seven wonders of the world is the famous Leaning Tower of Pisa in Italy. Construction began in 1174, was completed in 1350. After the construction, the tower began to lean to one side. It has leaned to one side that it looks like it could fall over any moment. But this thing that is amazing is that as astonished people for hundreds of years, is that although it looked like it's going to fall, it won't fall. And uh, uh, actually, the tower has leaned until it's 16 and a half feet out of line. The tower's 179 feet tall and seven stories high. So in 1928, the Italian government uh, forced cement into the soil beneath the tower to prevent any more leaning. See, it was not because of the building or the construction of the building it began to lean. It was because of the soil it was built on. Oh, I got to get preached to you right there. There's a lot of folk leaning because they built on the wrong soil. Can I get a witness? The Bible says build on the rock Jesus Christ. And when hell hits your life, when the devil comes in like a flood when the enemy tries to take you down you will stand somebody shout amen let me go ahead and say this you're not standing on your own strength or your ability but I'll tell you why you're here today because God has been your foundation and hell cannot take you under praise God praise God praise God a man leaned out of the window in Acts 20 and fell three stories to the ground and was killed Paul went down and prayed for him and brought him back to life. And I believe this biblical story has got truth today. It's spiritually speaking to those that are leaning the wrong way. They are leaning the wrong way and they're headed for a fall. This seems to be a leaning generation. It seems to be a generation that's leaning away from church and away from God and away from the Word. And what they don't understand is they may be doing okay right now, but because they're leaning, they're going to eventually fall. Somebody shout amen. You see, if you lean far enough over, you're going to fall. And so what we need to do is understand that while we're leaning, there's help for us. So I said, while we're leaning, the word can help us stand strong. But after you fall, there ain't nothing that can help you. Nobody can say as you're falling, stop falling. You fall and hit the bottom. Uh, Jude 24, verse 24 says, Now unto him that is able to keep us from falling. I want to say to you, church folk, I know we're living in a generation that says everybody's doing this, that, and the other. But I want to tell you something. There's a remnant of believers. You don't have to fall into the traps of the devil. Oh, say amen. There's a lot of church folk living like hell. You don't have to fall into that hell. There's a lot of folk living in compromise. You don't have to fall into compromise. I want somebody to say, praise God. He is able to keep me from falling. Hallelujah. Amen. He's the foundation, the sure foundation that we're built on. He's the rock. Now, the first thing I want you to look at is the man's position. Where is he at? He's sitting in the windowsill. He's not in and he's not out. He's at an in-between place. I could preach right there. He's straddling the fence. It can go either way. His position says, I'm not completely sold out to God, but I'm not really made my mind up to go back to the world. 
Well, from this we can say, folk need to get out of the windowsill. Somebody say, say amen. You see, they're not in the church, but they come just enough to say they're not out of the church. Am I talking to somebody? I, I said they come just enough to say, oh, I go to Freedom Life, or I go to the PH Church, or I go to the South Church. And uh, the question is, where are you at if you go in? Look at your neighbor say amen. I believe it's time to rise back up. We're a gospel church. We're a church that believes in commitment. We ought to be in the house of God when it comes Sunday morning. Ain't no excuse for not being here. Somebody's shouting man. We come into his house. We have spent all week long fighting the devil. Don't you know God wants you to come in here and worship him in this house? Oh, somebody say praise God. Rattling the fence. They don't go out and live like the devil, but they don't commit and serve the church. They don't really disbelieve the Bible. They just got their own interpretation of it. They don't really believe they're going to hell. They're just not sure they're going to heaven. We are fence straddlers, living life from a windowsill. One foot in the world, one foot in the church. One hand holding the world, one hand holding the church. And I got to tell you something. That's where a lot of folk are at in this generation. There are a lot of good folk, but they're straddling the fence. There's a lot of folk that I love in this church, but they're straddling the fence. They haven't really made their mind up whether they're all in or all out. And the devil is trying to lure them the wrong way. I want you to make your mind up this morning because I believe this is the time. Somebody say the time. This is the time that God is demanding that you and I make a choice. 1 Kings 18, the question is asked, how long are you going to be hauled between two opinions? How long are you going to sit in the wilderness field? How long are you going to be up and down and in and out? How long are you going to waver? Somebody's got to make their mind up today, as Joshua did. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to praise God. I'm in this thing to stay. Somebody say amen. Look at your neighbor say, I'm in this thing to stay, praise God. Six, seven hundred one Sunday and four, five hundred the next Sunday. Folk in and out and up and down. Every little thing gets their attention. But God is saying, the time has come. you got to make your mind up. Moses said to the people, it's time to make a choice. It's time to make a move. All of you on the Lord's side better come on over here. All on the Lord's side better get in this thing. All on the Lord's side better get in church. All on the Lord said, better give up themselves. Totally commit. And, and, and so many of them went over to Moses, but, but, but many of them just sit in the window seat. And, and, and they did not move. And 3,000 people died that day sitting in the window seat. I want to tell you, it's time to get out of the window seat. You can't sit there much longer. This is the hour that you got to make your mind up. Is Jesus or the world? Is salvation or damnation? Is heaven or hell? Is truth or error? Is in the church or out of the church? Somebody, has anybody made your mind up? Look at your neighbor and say, let me just go ahead and testify. Let the redeemed of the Lord say, I'm in this thing. I'm going to hold on to Jesus. I go through valleys, but I'm holding on. I go through storms, but I'm holding on. I face devils, but I'm holding on. I 
fight demons every day of my life, but I'm holding up. I want the devil to know I'm hanging in here. Anybody made your mind up? Say amen. Anybody believe that? Say amen. Time to make a decision. I don't even want to talk about the man's position. I want to talk about his condition. He's sitting in the windowsill. That's his position. But he finally went to sleep. That's his condition. Because if you sit in the windowsill long enough, the devil's going to put you to sleep. Let me say this to you, folk. This is the wrong day to be asleep. In the last days, the devil's trying to put us to sleep. And, and if we're asleep, then we, we, we don't think nothing's wrong anymore. We're asleep. They're aborting 4,200 babies a day, but we're asleep. Homosexuals are knocking on the doors of the church, but we're asleep. Our children are living like hell, and we're asleep. They're, they're, they're out there all, all messed up, and we're asleep. We're comfortable coming into the church, crossing our legs and, all, and sleeping when we ought to be fighting. This is not a time of relaxation. This is a time to get a hold of your weapons. Get anointed of the Holy Ghost and fight for your family and fight for your marriage. Somebody shall wake up. First Peter says, be sober, be awake, be vigilant, be, be, be alert. Because the adversary, your devil, is roaming around watching your condition. He's watching to see how you're living. Are you asleep? Are you awake? Amen. If you fall asleep, the devil can devour you. That's what Satan wants to do to your families, your marriages, your, and he does it only. The only way he can do it, the only way, is find you asleep. Come on now. The only way. But he can't devour folk that are alert, awake, on fire, committed, faithful, anointed, praising, worshiping, living right, going to church and having church. He can't touch you. Somebody say amen. He cannot overcome me. I'm not asleep, hallelujah. I still got fire in my soul. Let the whole church go to sleep. I still got fire down in my soul. Somebody give God praise. I still got a shout. I still got a hallelujah. I still got a thank you, Jesus. I still got a glory to God. Hallelujah. Make some noise in this house. churches you can go to sleep in. If you fall asleep in here, we're going to call the hospital. You ain't sleep, you dead. Pastor, you got to be so passionate. You got to be so loud. Maybe not. But I know one thing I'm going to be. Because while I'm preaching like this, maybe it'll stir somebody. I want it to move you or make you mad one. I want you to leave here saying, my God, them folks won't sit down. They're so excited over the Lord. I want to revive you and let you know if you really got Jesus, this joy unspeakable and full of glory, this thing is good. Oh, this thing is good. This thing is good. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord.
So if you come here to sleep and relax, you in the wrong church. I'd rather you leave here and say, man, freedom life's just too radical. They're just too loud. That preacher's just spitting and sweating and, and hollering. And just to, I'd rather you leave saying that than to say we're just like every other church. I want to shake you. I want to wake you. I want to stir you up. I want to get you. God, Jesus is coming back. devil can't do nothing with you as long as you'll stay awake. Amen. He can't handle you while you're awake. He ain't no match for you while you're awake. I said he can't mess with you as long as you're on fire. The devil will come in like a flood, but the Lord will lift up a standard. You'll come in one way and flee seven ways. You know why? There's power in the Holy Ghost. Greater is he that is in us that he that's in Oh, hallelujah. The devil is under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. Oh. As long as you're awake, hell can't handle you. You get to mess it with you, you'll start crying. You ever mess with somebody and picked on somebody that was maybe a little weaker than you? And they started crying. And you know, uh-oh. When they start crying, they're getting mad. <laughs> and they're going to fight back. Well, you may have to start crying. And you might have to start screaming. And you might have to start shouting. And you might have to start running. You might have to start acting crazy in the world. But I'll tell you, when the devil sees you active in the house of God, active worshiping the Lord, the devil knows I better back off because there's fire in the Lord. Don't fall asleep. If you stay in the windowsill, you're going to go to sleep. Get out on the battlefield. The young man, Eutychus, fell asleep. Samson fell asleep. Five foolish virgins fell asleep. Disciples fell asleep, and I hate to say it. Church world's going to sleep. So I've been around this thing a long time. I've been pastoring this church 38 years, but I was at a church of God before this, and, and we, we had the power of God. There would be so much fire and anointing. People would pray. It would stand, sound like thunder. Ladies would shout and shake and thought men would fall out in the floor, run the backs of the pews. People would come visit, their eyes would look like saucers. I remember years ago at this church, a man called me one time. He said, y'all still having church over there? I said, yes, sir. He said, I may come Sunday and watch y'all. Well, let's give them something to talk about. Hallelujah. Oh, lift up your head and give God praise. position was he sitting in the window. His position determined his condition. He went to sleep. His condition determined the direction he failed. He leaned the wrong way. The Bible says there was much light in that room, but he leaned toward the darkness. He leaned away from the word and toward the world. 
He leaned away from the church and the service and the fire and leaned toward the world. He leaned away from the Lord and toward the world. And when you lean toward something long enough, you're going to fall into it. That's the reason folk need to wake up. You're leaning the wrong way. And you're leaning towards stuff that's going to eventually cause you to fall. Amen? Uh, you can't lean long enough without falling. If the devil can keep you leaning, one of the, if you lean far enough, you'll fall into it. One of the greatest examples of that is, is Lot. Lot, the nephew of Abraham, chose the fertile plains of Jordan. And the Bible says he dwelled in the cities of the plain, but he pitched his tent towards Sodom. He leaned towards Sodom. He didn't leave Abraham and move into Sodom and Gomorrah. He didn't really uh, intend to move into that wicked city. He's just leaning toward it. I hear a lot of people say, Pastor, I haven't done anything wrong, but you're leaning toward it. Pastor, I know I haven't been coming to church like this, but you're leaning. Uh, Pastor, I'm not doing that mess, but you're leaning toward it. And if you keep leaning, you're going to fall into it. So, So as he leaned towards Sodom, it began to lure him began to get his attention. What's getting your attention today? It can be innocent little stuff, but if it gets your attention, lures you away from God, lures you away from the church. Got so much stuff to do, you got no time for God. You're leaning in the wrong direction. And although it looks like there's nothing wrong with what you're leaning toward, if you lean far enough, you're gonna fall. So, so he starts leaning. His wife and daughter probably said, Dad, all the good malls are down in Sodom and Gomorrah. We don't have to move into that city. Let's go down there and shop. We've hear, heard these cities are wicked. Well, we just want to go down and shop and come back. We just want to see. We just want to try it one time. Visit it one time. Just want to see what it's like. And I thought about how it is with the church folk. We just missed one Sunday this month. Three months down to love. We missed three Sundays this month. See, you're doing stuff that maybe is innocent and even when you don't have to do it, then you're leaning and you can't get back in. You lean far enough, you can't stand back up. And you say, I didn't mean to get out of church completely. I didn't mean to fall into this. I didn't mean to wake up backslid on God. I didn't mean to get my whole family out of church. I, I did, I, but I, leaning the wrong way, eventually you're going to fall. So, so, you know, you said, well, just one sip, one snort. Come on now. One movie, one uh, porno show on the website. Come on now, one chat line to listen to. Go to that club one time. Come on, Mama. We just want to go one time. No harm. I'll run in and run out. I won't stay. I'm not going to get hooked. I won't betray my marriage vows. I'm not going to mess up. But you're leaning toward that. I talk to a lot of people in this church. You're not really doing anything wrong, but you're leaning toward it. And my cry is straighten up before you fall. No matter what the truth is, no matter when you start leaning, you're going to wind up falling. Ask the drug addict that tried cocaine one time and he got hooked and lost everything. Ask the 
drunkard that thought it was cool to drink one beer or one glass of wine. And now he's on Skid Row. And he's lost his family and his home and his marriage. Ask uh, the, uh, the person that had that one affair just one time. And, and it cost him everything. Ask the teenager that tried sex one time but got pregnant. Lot pitched his tent towards Sodom. That's Genesis 13, 12. But in Genesis 14, 12, he's dwelling in Sodom. How did this happen, Lot? You were the nephew of the godly man of faith. How did it happen to you? You started leaning toward it. Next thing you know, you fell into it. I want to talk about the man's destruction. His direction led to the destruction of his life. Satan's ultimate goal is to destroy you. The man leaned the wrong way so far that he failed. He leaned so far he lost control. Now let me help you right here. When you're leaning, you straighten back up. Come on now. When you're leaning, far that you can straighten back up. There's hope for you. But when you fall, if I fall off this stage, I can't stop in midair. Say, I, I just stopped falling. No, when you start falling, you're going to hit bottom. And that's what the cry is from the church. You're leaning. While you're leaning, we're trying to help you. We're trying to say, straighten back up. Come on, get back in church. Come on, get your family back in here. Get involved in the ministry. Come on, get around these altars. Come on, before you wind up in divorce, before you wind up your children on drugs or your children homosexuals or, or, or something like that, when you lose your whole family, come on, while you're leaning, straighten back up. And they say, no, 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 not this week. Not next week. And all of a sudden, they lean the wrong way and they fall. And the only thing we can do when you fall, because it's going to kill your marriage, it's going to kill your home and your family, it's going to destroy that which you love. And the only thing we can do is when you hit rock bottom, run down there. I wish you didn't have to face that. I wish you hadn't lost your marriage. I wish you hadn't lost your children. But I couldn't stop you. I couldn't, when you were falling, I couldn't stop the fall. That's the reason I preached like I preached while you were leaning. There was hope while you were leaning. There was help while you were leaning. But when you went too far and began to fall, all I could do was watch you fall. Watch your family be destroyed. Watch your marriage wind up in divorce court. Watch your children get in trouble and go to prison. But here's the last thing, and I'm closing. When you hit rock bottom, I'm going to make you a promise. I'm coming after you. If I have to leave the pulpit, I'm coming after you. If I have to get out of the, go after the church and to the club, I'm coming after you. I make you a promise, I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to let you know you can recover from a fall. And no matter what you've lost, God will raise you up. I don't know, maybe you've fallen this morning. Maybe you've hit rock bottom. Stand to your feet and give God a praise. I want to tell you, we're here to help you up. We're here to help you up. You just heard a sermon from Pastor Jeff Brewer, Senior Pastor of Freedom Life Church of God. 
Freedom Life is located at 1001 Martin Creek Road in Henderson, North Carolina, and we would love for you to join us for worship each week. We have service times at 9.30 and 11 o'clock on Sunday morning and at 7 o'clock on Wednesday night. For more information about Freedom Life, please visit us online at freedomlifecog.org.